0: Hello, friends, and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Of Leadership. I am Alex. I'm John. And I'm Zach. And this is episode 68, Overfocusing on the Third. When you think of number 68, John, what do you got over there?
1: Well, when I saw that this podcast was episode 68, it reminded me of Interstate 68, the National Freeway. Hmm have a daughter that's living in Washington, D.C. now, and so we take trips down there. Coming home, you have the option of taking the normal 70 west to the turnpike through Pennsylvania, which is not a great
0: drive. Pretty atrocious, yeah.
1: But Interstate 68 actually takes you out and around through some beautiful country. It's probably 30 minutes longer, so mm. you have to have the time, but I've been trying in my life to slow down and just observe what's happening. So Interstate 68 is the
0: place to do that because there's not many people that travel on that road. It's the Simon and Garfunkel song. Slow down. You're going too fast. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh.
1: Yeah. I think, what is it? Slow down. You're going too fast. Mm-hmm. Something about gypsy or something. <laughs> Nipsey Russell.
0: I don't know. Oh, I, I only know that reference because I watched a video on YouTube called the how to massage your cat. Mm -hmm. And then she she in the video explains how that she sings that to her cat to calm the cat down and get ready for the massage. (laughs) Oh no no no! That's the way she explains how to massage your cat. Slow down, you're going too fast. You gotta do it nice and slow.
2: Oh, Uh Mm -hmm. good to know. (laughs) I will immediately brain dump that. It will not stay with me. (laughs) You don't really like cats, though. What what were you watching that video for?
0: Um, because
2: preparation of having a cat cat,
0: Daisy, Daisy, the cat, maybe. Mm. -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. We'll see. Uh huh. Apparently they like it when you rub their whiskers. Is that right? You've got, you've got a cat over the house. Yeah. I I
1: don't do that to Charlie, but Jennifer does. She's has much more permission with the feline than (laughs) I do. Permission. Mm
2: -hmm. Yes.
0: That's nice. So, um, Tonight, gentlemen, we'll be talking about um, over-focusing on the third. But before we do that, we shall recap episode 67, which was dealing with criticism. Uh, What did we talk about there?
1: We looked at criticism, and, and each of us shared an observation about criticism. And one of the takeaways we had as leaders is that criticism comes with the territory. And instead of trying to grow thicker skin, which makes the clothing difficult to put on instead Mm -hmm. thinking about guiding principles and how guiding principles can help mitigate the frequency and the pain of criticism so we invite our listeners to
0: give a listen yeah guiding principles is really interesting it like always comes back to that doesn't it it's something we say frequently (laughs) it is true yes well gents tonight um Overfocusing the third has been on my mind. Um, And I must say, and for our listeners, when we hear topics
1: that are introduced like this, oftentimes we are ill-prepared. So Mm -hmm. if there is long periods of silence, it's because we're digesting. Like overfocusing on the third, I think of baseball and triples, (laughs) which is the least common hit in baseball. So and I have nowhere, Zach, I, no idea where we're
2: going Please with this. tell me what you think though. I think of like when you're watching TV While you're eating you're probably not chewing enough yes. And then you're like over consuming food yes. And hmm. that results in obesity yes. And so like don't over focus Or else you might get larger A third, uh, a third uh-huh. larger You might well, you, one third
0: yeah. Yes I, I was also thinking of the, the third eye Like when you do yoga Third eye blind Jumper <laughs> <laughs> semi charmed life
2: yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: motorcycle drive by oh, yeah god jim, of wine those jim, are some good ones is
2: it jim carrey in uh mm-hmm. one of his movies sings that
0: yes yes exactly so if you overfocus on the third
2: when you're doing yoga i think you fall over though or something or you throw up uh yeah downward dog <laughs> but use all four appendages not just three you use what <laughs> yoga downward dog <laughs> yes you have you put
0: two hands down and two feet down
2: yeah don't don't be a one-legged dog can't downward dog with one leg or uh, three. Oh boy use all four we, well we could
1: speculate all night or you could tell us what this oh is
0: yes about. okay so um within bowen family systems theory, talks about triangles and so within triangles so right now actually john zach and i have a triangle and right now they are focusing on me because I'm the person talking. And so, uh, but uh, let, let's just say the system works out the way it is. We're sitting here talking and uh, maybe I go to the bathroom and John and Zach then can start talking about me and thus I am the third thing they are talking about. It could be a person, it could be an event, it could be an animal, it could be a mug. It could be something else that isn't focused on the other person you're talking to. So, So would that focus our last podcast
1: was criticism. Is that what that focus would be as we're, you leave the room and we
2: criticize you um, or do we compliment you?
0: It, it, either way, it could be that you're focusing on me.
2: Well, John and I are both quiet people. We usually just sit in silence when you're not around.
0: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. So with that principle in mind, I, um, I am getting married. Um, so that's exciting Ooh. times. Shout out to Alexa. be pretty exciting. We're pretty pumped about it. But obviously uh, something that we've been focusing on a lot uh, that has to do with us but not like directly towards each other, right, is the wedding. Mm. And something that I've noticed is that there's been this. For good reasons, this overfunctioning or the not overfunctioning, but overfocus on this third. And the third that we're overfocusing on is the wedding because it's very important, right? I mean, this isn't like, you know, we're not taking Misha to the park or something. It's, you know, lives are going to be changed here. It is an important event. Yes, an important event. So, but what I've noticed because of the overfocusing is the relationship, the relation between. Alexa and I has somewhat been strained, I would say. So like, because we haven't checked in with each other, it's, it's a lot easier to just not check in to see how she's doing. If she's not talking to me, what have you been up to? Blah, blah, blah. Because there's this want and need to deal with this added stressor or anxiety and placating that anxiety um, above all else. Um, and it's just, it's just been sitting there. And so I've been thinking through that and really trying to figure out how to pull myself back to make sure that we are checking in with each other. And we're both thinking of that same thing, but it's been interesting. And so that's led me down a path of like, okay, when else have I done that in my life or as a leader, you know, can you work on a project with somebody or, something like that. And then if you're only focusing on the project, how much do you really know the other person? And are you really being a leader in that, in that case? Or are you just, so that's, that's where I'm at. And so those are my thoughts.
1: Yeah. Um, so as I think about the wedding, can we focus on your honeymoon instead? No, mm. let's not do that. Mm-hmm. Let's focus on my honeymoon.
0: Yes, please. So on
1: my honeymoon, my wife and I got married, and we um, sta- went to San Diego for our honeymoon. Mm-hmm. They have a nice zoo. They do have a nice and they also have beach waffles there. Ooh. Oh, that sounds Gir- beach waffles. <laughs> yeah. Like, like whatever
2: comes up on the beach,
0: yeah.
1: they throw into a waffle maker? No, yeah, so San Diego. Mm.
2: Oh, okay. Got <laughs> Dad it. Joke. Dad joke. Dead <laughs> joke. Uh, I like that one.
1: Thank you. So, uh, yeah. So we went to San Diego for our honeymoon. And in the hotel room, when we got into our room, there was a basket of fruit mm. that my uncle Jim had given us for our wedding. It was very nice. More fruit than we could ever eat in a week. So we ate some of the fruit, but not all of it. And for some reason, I was afraid that the person cleaning the room after we left would somehow slip Jim a note to let him know that we did not consume all the fruit that he had bought for us. And I thought that that would be bad. So I was thinking about how to get rid of the fruit. (laughs) So we were up on the 15th floor and I thought about throwing it over the balcony, but there were people down there. So instead, I came up with the idea of flushing the fruit down the toilet. (laughs) Grapes, this is
0: so great already Yes,
1: Bananas Oranges mm-hmm. And I thought this would cure the problem But it didn't It just backed the toilet up So I had to call <laughs> maintenance <laughs> And on the floor It was just fruit And
2: he,
1: I didn't know what to say when he came in <laughs> And I said I don't have any Explanation to this and he, He's like None needed and he plunged it away. And so that's my honeymoon story for you. Mm, so mm-hmm. I was just trying to put the spotlight back on me since the year of John. So
0: mm,
2: thank you. Okay. A moment of reflection please, there. Please. When you look at that John, whose first thought, Which Are you talking about <laughs> me or the porcelain John? You, your former self and the third, the porcelain John. When okay. you look back on the relationship of John's, right? Yes.
1: Former John, current John, and the John itself. Yes. The triangle. Okay. Do
2: you look at yourself and say, this is the person I am, the person who flushes the fruit, (laughs) or do you think that is the person who I was? No, I'm still kind of that guy. You
1: would still... Yeah, I'd still do dumb stuff (laughs) like that. Like... (laughs)
2: I'm I just, just so impressed. That's not. Mm-hmm. Most children grow out of flushing things down the toilet, yeah. right? Like, isn't that how yeah. that works?
1: That and sticking things up my nose, I still do
2: both. Okay. <laughs> Usually the adult version of that is the reality TV show Sex Sent Me to the ER. But, <laughs> you know, some <laughs> people are just ever youthful. Was. <laughs> wait.
0: Were we just talking about John's honeymoon, though? We were. Oh, okay. I yes. Was, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm
2: assuming there was some appropriate censorship, I guess. He <laughs> <laughs> went right to the toilet flushing of the of the fruit. We, right the fruit to fruit the toilet flushing. 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 Yes. Fruit yes. flushing.
0: Mm-hmm. So shall we f- f- flush that out? Yes, perhaps?
1: please. Can you refocus us, please? Because <laughs> this is comedic, but not very helpful. Uh huh.
0: So. So, focusing, over-focusing on the third and the downfall of doing such a thing and how to pull yourself out of that. Yeah. So, how to plunge
1: Uh the fruit out
0: of the toilet. (laughs) So, that way you're now over-focusing
2: on the John. So just just going through some of my thoughts here, like the thing that is the foundation of my thoughts is uh, this idea that triangles are the molecules of the system. You know, like Mm -hmm. Bowen's made that analogy, like they are what makes up the system and they're formed out of anxiety. And that's okay. It's not necessarily bad, but it can be bad. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if you're wondering more about that, check out our episode on triangles of course. Um, but out of thinking through that, there's this pr- thing in Bowen's theory where you want to step away from cause and effect thinking because we're relational beings. And so it's not necessarily this cause that it's not necessarily by what, what's the word I'm thinking? This or that thinking. What's the word for that? Either or. Either or thinking. <laughs> yes. Um, and so you have the some some reactive versions of over focusing on the third would be the diagnosed patient or victim blaming. Mm-hmm. Yes. But in this, it seems like what we're talking about is like. I don't, I want to come up with a a cool way of saying it like victim blaming or diagnosed patient, Mm -hmm. but like the idolized third, Mm -hmm. right? Where it's something that is in and of itself, a goal Mm -hmm. or an idolized thing that when it's done, it's done. And in the example of a wedding, I mean, if the wedding is supposed to bring you together, yeah. but if you say, this is going to be my day, the best day at all costs, at the cost of my second, my other person, my soon-to-be spouse, then what you've done is you've just over on a third that is the wedge that drives you apart.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, in... Within the triangles, right? If, you, if you're if you over-focused on that, that third, you would draw closer to that third and inevitably glow, grow further apart from the second.
2: Yeah, and some ways that we think about that happening is... Um we'll call it I'll call it filtered communication I don't want to fight anymore so I'll just acquiesce but we've lost the openness now I'm not free to share what I think or feel because it's your day or it's the day is most important and so I'll allow that to this to take a back seat but the distance that's created between us Hmm. is at the cost of this other thing and so when you ask yourself well what's really important you there's this m- misappropriated balance between the thing that you that should be important the relationship with the spouse at the expense of something with diminishing returns a wedding day
0: hmm. and I could see that within even a business model too right of uh, our goal is to make money so that's the third
1: yeah, I, I I just thought of a family business That's mm-hmm. all we talk about is the business. And Doctor Bowen said, "Rare is a family b- business that survives three generations." And I think it's because when we're together at holidays or whatever, we talk about the business, mm. and you get stuck in that. And I think weddings or anything where that's all we talk about or what we focus on. When that goes away, then what else takes that place? So I think in your case, wedding planning is important. You have to take care of those details. But how can how could you broaden that to include other conversations about other topics? But sometimes you got to focus on the wedding because you got the plans coming up.
2: So in line with that, what are the indicators of over-focusing on a third because we want to appropriately focus on a third. And I wrote down some examples of things that commonly can become the over-focused third. Um, I wrote pets down kind of as a joke, but I think that's true to a case. Instead mm-hmm. of having a kid, because you don't want a kid, you want to focus on your job or whatever reason you get a pet, you get a pet. And now that Is a displacement for some anxiety, perhaps. Um, Children, you know, you have children, and Mm -hmm. suddenly your relationship with your spouse is about the children. It's not about the relationship. Your job, your second wife, as some people have called it. Uh, The in laws, perhaps. Oh, man, it's Christmas time again. Your mom is such a bleep. Nice lady. That's obviously what bleep means. That right? is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, for uh, an example, in my life, is my elderly grandmothers. They have aged so drastically in the past two years um, with either health issues or having moved from uh, one house to another, or uh, they have become a central form of conversation with my parents. And me and Abby, my fiance, joke oh, man, like, what are they going to talk about when they die? Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, certain events, I guess, maybe deaths mm-hmm. um, or weddings. I was thinking of a particular example where I have a friend who the family lost a child, a sister, a daughter, uh, um, a cousin. Mm-hmm. They're a tight-knit family and they lost their daughter and, unexpectedly and it took them So long to recover. And on one hand, I want to say that's not over focusing, Mm -hmm. but it was at the detriment of some relationships, if simply by happenstance of making distance to recover from that. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, I'm not making any determinations about whether it was appropriate or not, but it was such a significant focus in their life. I think we're talking about watershed events here. Um, you know, those can potentially be the example of an overfocused third that you never recover from it. So, you know, that's sort of my quick list pets, mm-hmm. children's jobs, in laws, elderly, grandparents, weddings, nodal events. You mentioned a number of things that could be the
1: third. The question that was posed is how do you know when you're overfocusing on those things? So, those are part of our lives, yeah, if what, you will. what's the indication what's here? What's the indication that those have become not only. A focus, but overfocused. Hmm. So that's a good question to ask. When does it become maladaptive and, and harmful, if you will?
0: Yeah, I guess my question would be, can you sit without them? So it, let let's say this is kind of hard to do though. Um, but can you can you not talk about them and sit within with that person? And relate to that person without talking about the thing. Or, like, if you have a project at work, I think about this, especially since I have student council. Like, we do events, and then when the events are over, kids are like, What are we gonna do next? Yes. And there's just this, this like anxiousness that sets in. Well, oh gosh, what are we gonna do next? What are we gonna do next? And I always find it interesting because it's almost like, as a leader, I think you guys just need to interact with each other. And sometimes we'll have students go to their phones or go to their homework or get on there, get you know, open their books. I know, books really, Ugh. oh boy. And and I always think like, I'll you know, I'll go up to them and say, I, I don't care. Uh, the things I don't want you to do is just don't be on your phone, don't do this. Go talk to somebody. Go interact with some people. And 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 I've noticed though that there's, gosh, a lot of those kids in there, right? Unless they're working on something, it's really hard for them to, like, just sit within that process of, like, not actually focusing on something, you know, not focusing on some third piece. Um, I don't know.
1: I suppose one indicator is if the subject never changes. Mm. But I think if it does change, you know, I think wedding, I would imagine when the wedding's over, you might say something like, boy, that was a great wedding. That was enjoyable. But eventually you're not, you know, six months in the future, you're not going to be thinking about, oh, our wedding. It was so nice. I and mean, you'll move on to other things, <laughs> at least I hope. Um, but other things like children or dogs, um, can in-laws, those can be much longer lasting. Mm-hmm. So I would say if if it's something that's rather permanent or at least long, is there a variety, do we switch back and forth to the, from that topic to something else? Mm. And I think one of the remedies to this, as I was thinking about overfocus on the third, is to, to have appropriate vulnerability with another where you, you reveal a, a bit of yourself of what you've been thinking about and wondering about and hoping for outside of that. And I think that can help shift that stuckness to kind of open the lens broader.
0: Yeah, I would say even within that topic, you get if you reveal yourself a little bit, even within that topic, it. it te- I've noticed it tends to like knock the topic off its tracks a little bit, and now you're in a different area that's new and vulnerable, but also relatable since you are talking about yourself. So
1: think of a painting. I'm looking around our, our, our studio here where we film and lots of decorative artwork in here and you know a lot of motifs and things. But if you stare at something long enough, you start to see something in it that you didn't realize before. It's ever-present, but I think revealing self about the topic, mm-hmm. wedding or something, that you're worried about, happy about, versus just planning, I think that can help in the midst of that triangle make it a little bit broader than just the plan.
0: Yeah.
2: And I think that this is something that's easy to identify if it's the only thing mm. mm-hmm. as either destructive or a something that's an okay um, over-focused third, such as a school project, right? I can think in college of people that I didn't really... Have any conversations with before or after we had a group project. And I think that's fine because that's an appropriate focus. It might not have been the most effective in terms of building trust and getting it done, or, you know, it might have led to some overfunctioning or sound underfunctioning, but it was okay in the sense that it's over and done now. Mm-hmm. But thinking in terms of, say, like, parents. Over focusing on a child that allows for distance. Um, maybe they have a tendency to distance as the reactive response to anxiety or tension. And and I'm thinking through this have being the youngest person here. So give me some ideas from your perspective, um, specifically you, but I, I maybe you have some insight, Alex, on how do you identify that the distance is inappropriate maybe i'm thinking specifically i'm thinking of the most extreme example a husband and a wife drift apart and eventually leading to divorce but uh i it happens in other ways too. high school friends Mm -hmm. um focusing on their jobs or the college and finding they have nothing in common anymore or you know how how do we identify something as over focused especially if it it's a non-fusioned conflict response. I I think in
1: so a marriage relationship, for example, you just sense when you and your spouse are drifting apart and aren't as close. You just are tuned into it. Uh, I think, I mean, I'm just speaking from experience, uh, I suppose you could be somewhat oblivious to it if you were really fused to your job, for example. But I still think even if someone was was really focused on their work or a hobby or something like that, that they still would be able to sense a distance between them and their spouse. I just think it's inherently there. And I I was thinking of our last, last podcast and criticism. Um, So the phrase I've heard before is the things that enamored you, the differences in your spouse, when you were dating that you thought were cute and cool, irritate you when you're married to them. And, and so focusing on that fault or you wish they would do something differently or have a different habit, m- criticism, uh, I think can drive you apart because it's all you focus on, at least in your own internal mm-hmm. head, is the shortcomings of X. And then you get stuck in that and it, it can drive you apart as you focus on that. So I, th- I think flexibility of focus of reframing of changing perspectives is the method and the methodology but i think your original question is how do you know i just at least personally i just think you know just like you with friendships just know that you're drifting apart or you sense that
2: and that's kind of helpful too uh... It helped me to shift from this whole, okay, closeness, distance, how can I look at that? What's the indicator? When you fuse, when you have reactive behavior, you know, like it's an explosion. When it's distant, well, things sometimes come back together. So maybe that's not an indicator. But a lot of what you just said made me think of um, our previous conversation on criticism. Am I saying something because of a goal that I have. Am I? And so you have this goal-focused versus relationship-focused, value-focused lens. And I think that's a good way to think through things. If you want a reflective question to ask on, Um, think about as many of the past interactions as you've had with someone. And was your intent in them goal-focused or relationship focused. Were you curious and trying to learn more about them and build your relationship or was it goal focused to vent about some third or to focus on a third and their achievements and their goals? Because especially with the parent and divorce example, I think a lot of the focus on the children is not about building a relationship with them, but over focusing on what you can accomplish through them living vicariously through them in a way that's goal oriented. Did they accomplish this? Are they achieving that rather than building that appropriate father, daughter, father, son, mother, daughter, mother, son relationship that after a certain point, you also will ask that question, man, is this spousal relationship only there for the children are all of our conversations about this other thing oh man that's an indicator of distance for that oblivious person that doesn't know
0: yeah i <clears throat> as i think through this what you guys are talking about um Zach you brought up destructive you know you're over focusing is it destructive I thought too if it's distractive so is it distracting from your guiding principles is this focusing on the third distracting distracting you from what your guiding principles are and and this distance that you might feel that John was talking about this is the chronic anxiety that develops. When that relationship, especially one that I think was, bre- especially if it's, it's, if it's a spouse or somebody you really care about. I mean, th- your guiding principles, like there was a covenant or there was like some sort of. There's something put together to say, wow, we need to be together, you know, and so by not interacting with them because you're over focusing on a third, there does develop that chronic anxiety that you can sense. That's that sensing intuition that you have there that's going to bubble up for you to think, man, what's going on here? Why is this not working the same way that it used to? Um, And that's an indicator, right? That's an indicator to... um, That something is amiss.
1: I think of the balance of relationships of being focusing on goals and having goal directed Mm. activity, but also relationships. And that balance of one can get energized in the pursuit of goals, which can be a third if that's what I focus on, but also staying connected to important relationships. So as we think about applying focusing or over focusing on a third and our leadership application to our podcast. So for leaders mm. being connected to the important people in your life, not too close, not too distant, but also cultivating goal directed activity that stems from guiding principles of mm-hmm. of physical, of mental, of spiritual, of emotional, of relational goals and pursuits that a person has. And to keep those, I say properly in line, because I'm not sure where that line is, but being conscious of that and also a relationship with key people, key family members and staying connected to them.
2: So then what do we do to short circuit out of these over-focusing situations? Because I think that that's something that can become habitual, mm-hmm. uh, the reliance, that chronic anxiety leading into the short-circuiting of anxiety-relieving behavior, seemingly relieving of talking about this third thing or focusing on this third thing at the expense of something else. I can think of the wedding either being something that you focus too much on that leads to conflict that drives you apart or the opposite of that would be just the only thing you talk about. Yeah. And that's a good question. And so I'm just thinking
1: of an example where uh, a family has children and, and they focus on the kids activities like a lot, all the time. And if you talk to the parents, they might very well say, we love our kids. We love what we do. You know, Every weekend we're gone for tournaments and it's a blast. I don't know how I could be prescriptive to mm-hmm. another on that over-focusing on the third. All we talk about is the dog. Well, if both people seem to be pretty happy about that, then... Wonderful. So I guess I would say if you just sense something's off, something's just not quite right, that maybe there is something that one or both spouses or people are focusing on a third, and maybe maybe that's become problematic. But I don't know if over-focusing on a third is always problematic, Mm -hmm. I suppose,
2: and I'm not sure how else to say it. It's an interesting perspective. It would... In that situation, though, I would say within the bounds of it, it's not over-focusing, it's an appropriate focusing. Um, I think going back to indicators, but short-circuiting is the, if something isn't being said that needs said, or you find yourselves in repeated times of conflict or confrontation, I would say that. That is an indicator of overfocus and a way to short circuit that is to reestablish curiosity of outside things if it's an overfocusing set aside a time where you cannot and don't talk about those things. And that's one of the things we're talking about with work is have a relationship with the people around you that is devoid of work. And mm-hmm. so find a way to set aside that time yes, um, appropriately. And that works the same for weddings. Have times where you don't talk about the wedding if that's a problem of over-focusing. And I'm wondering if it's just the byproduct
1: of the relationship you're in. There's some distance and, and different, you know, ge- geography now. So that probably adds to that. Mm-hmm. And maybe, I mean, I can't really remember, but Zach, maybe you're there now or you are there now. Maybe this is just inherently a stressful time because you have the blended together of families, finances, just all of that. That's just inherently a more anxious time. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's that we're focusing on the wedding and we feel anxious how much those two things
2: are tied together in terms of systems theory. I'm not really sure the answer to that question. I Mm -hmm. have a friend that jokes that uh, weddings are now the crucible that determines whether or not your marriage will succeed. Mm -hmm. Or at least if you make it through the wedding, you'll make it at least a certain bit longer. Statistics aren't the most... uh,
0: yeah a certain bit yeah Mm -hmm. at least through the honeymoon i'd be
2: interested to see um the scale of planning of weddings like just the amount of time you put into planning the event and coordinating it correlated with the success or length or term i would assume that people who get married in vegas without any preparation are less likely to succeed but i don't actually know if that's true i wonder if the statistics are the same for them or if maybe they're just people who live off of values that lead to them living their life better.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I think within your question, there's there's an assumption that uh, as they build towards this Event that they're going to have to navigate these stressful waters, right? And then they're going to have to strengthen their relationship somehow because these anxieties are going to come up and it's going to make them be more reactive.
2: Yeah, what's the tone? We need to work on communicating better and more openly and less reactively or is it just to get this day done and make it the best? What are we valuing here?
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: So, Alex, fi- final question for you: what What is the state of your wedding? Are you over focused? Are you under focused? Are you Are you idolizing this wedding where you're in your white suit walking down the aisle, and she's down there in her black dress with a tie? <laughs> is that that how this is working oh, for you? Oh yeah,
0: exactly. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and with Misha walking down, who's both black and white,
2: best woman. Ring bearer, flower girl.
0: Uh-huh. Yes, exactly. Best man. Yes. Um, so I think it's appropriately focused. Um, I... I, you know when stress got and when anxiety got highest, right? I felt like we were over focusing, but um, because we talked about it, I think it's it's been a lot better. Just not only from my end, but also from Alexa's end. Just talking about like, so you how, did have
2: a conversation uh-huh. about over focusing.
0: Yeah, I mean, not we didn't use that those those mm-hmm. terms, but it was like, yeah, let's make sure we're not just talking about the wedding. And so that's that's been really helpful too. And and so it just it just opened my eyes. I guess why I brought it up tonight is just opened my eyes to other areas in my life. Where, I might, where that's really easy to do. So, especially, you know, if, if, if I'm dealing with students or doing some sort of project at work with other adults, so you can be like, "Let's just focus on this thing." So that way, I really don't have to have a relationship with you, and we can just do this, and then be then we can split apart. Um, which I don't know, can be here or there, but especially if you're going to work with somebody a lot, like that's probably not the best mode of action, you know. Um, so, yeah. I think
2: I I just end on the fact that uh, uh, I will call it a persuasive plea to be people of integrity people of wholeness And, and a way that you can do that would be to say what are my core values what are my defining characteristics and do the circle of your life all the different rooms that you might try and segregate per se and say how can I be this person in this situation to make sure that you're not neglecting one area at the expense of others without it being a conscious choice?
0: Well, uh, I, I thank you gentlemen for helping me out with my over focusing, which is also O F of, mm. mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. leadership, of
1: leadership. <laughs> and so you can contact us at of leadership
2: at gmail.com.
0: Boo. And, or ofleadership.com.
2: Or fb.me dot backslash O F leadership, which is of course the shorthand for our Facebook.
0: Uh-huh. And um yeah, if you check out our Facebook, I do we have I don't think we have hours, you know, where when, when you can contact us. Um but I know that John has already told us that he is he would be available for potential fruit plunging. Excursion. So, if you need the fruit plunged out of your toilet, he yep. might be able to give you some advice on that. Yeah, just snap me. Mm-hmm. Yes, just snap him. The
2: first picture of a check <laughs> with the memo line made out to fruit plunging. <laughs> um, we will, I, of course, it will need to be a front and back picture so our uh, phones can accept it. But first, one gets a all expense paid fruit plunging session with John at the nearest motel. Yes. <laughs> the economy in
0: (laughs) yes wonderful well uh, gentlemen I think we are great yes golden doing wonderful so with that I'm Alex I'm John and I'm Zach and we'll see you around see you around hasta luego